One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so excited to have you guys here on a Friday. We're going to have a fantastic show uh, for you. Um, and for once, you know, I don't announce the long list of, of travel uh, that I endured uh, for the previous week. Got to be home. Um, had probably one of the coolest Halloween experiences uh, I've had. I got uh, attacked. Only super geeks will know this one, but I got attacked by uh, four kids dressed as Dwight Schrute from The Office. And boy, were they in character. And man, did they make me laugh. Um, and so that part was amazing. So uh, uh, it, Halloween here, we get we, we literally bus in um, thousands of children, went through 600 pounds of candy, uh, so it's just a, a great time. So I uh, wanted to make sure that I was home for that. So hopefully everybody had a safe and awesome Halloween if that's something that you guys do. So let's get into today's guest and show. Uh, my guest is a soul-inspiring thought leader, CEO, and intuitive executive coach, international best-selling author, sought-after speaker, podcast host. She works with stuck and stressed leaders worldwide, helping them to sail through their obstacles with resilience, bringing over 25 years experience, CEOs, entertainment executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders seek her help for a unique strategic edge, guiding them and their teams, both professionally and personally, while growing their individual intuition. She helps them clear blocked areas of their lives to allow for profound inner satisfaction, deeper significance in their lives, expanded resilience, and a reignited clarity of their own higher purpose. Her unique healing modalities include her own soul transformational blueprint and transmission of healing codes through light language, both which offer life-changing experience that speaks to your soul to expand and up-level your life. Uh, and when I heard that, I was like, this is absolutely somebody we have to have on the show. I got I to gotta find out what all this means. That's a lot of big words, uh, and you guys know me well. So we're going to bring her to the show. Let's welcome uh, Lara J. How are you, Lara? Hey, Rick. How are you? Good, good. So, so excited to have you. So let, let, let's just, right, peel it back. Let's peel the onion first. What is an intuitive, right? I, I know... <laughs> thousands of executive coaches, but what's an intuitive executive? So, so first of all, I want to say that every single one of us are intuitive. We can all be intuitive. It's just at what level are we willing to open up to listen to our sixth sense or for lack of a better word, uh, God, our source, spirit, whatever it is that, that you relate to. But it's at what level the intuitive person opens up to that. And I didn't used to always be that open, but I am now. So. No, and it, it's perfect timing, certainly for me as well, um, because I've spoke over the last two to three years on this show about that personal growth journey and, and things, the, the expansion of, of things that I didn't recognize. Um, one of those uh, in learning how to build the connection between subconscious and conscious, right? It, yes. Once you start to go down that path, it's incredible. And if you do open up your mind, what actually can come in? Absolutely. But we have to get quiet long enough and turn the radio off and the TV and video games and whatever else in order to hear that. It doesn't just show up. I mean, it's But you just there. named like three of my favorite things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like radio, TV, video games. I'm like, yeah, where do I sign up for that? <laughs> that was my intuitiveness picking up on that. By the way. <laughs> 
but your your big statement though, and and mm-hmm. you, you've got this this program that's out with it is is don't limit them, yeah. don't limit you. Can you can you describe that to the to the audience? I will, I will. And so every single one of us, whether we're um, an entrepreneur, a leader, even my own podcast was whether you're a leader at home or in the boardroom. You know, as we show up. The people, we're, we're leading someone, whether it be, like I said, at home or in the boardroom, we're all leading someone. And we can only lead them to the extent that we grow. So if we're stuck, if we're stressed, if our relationships are falling apart or things are going on, our health on and on, we, we're not taking very good care of ourselves. And we can't lead a team to excellence or even further than we go. So we need to always look at that. So if there's something going on in our businesses or at work or at home, we always need to turn around and look at, okay, where am I stopping myself? You know, let go. It's, it's about going within when depending on what's going on outside. So don't limit, we're limiting other people by limiting ourselves. Yeah. And John, John actually speaks of that in, in law of the lid. Yeah. And of course the, the latest book he dropped was no limits, but you know, I, I have this conversation with my family a lot, um, especially as I've been on this journey over the last three or four years, that I, I tell them that, that my brain is like a golf swing. And, and if, if I'm just, if there's something going on at the house with them, or I'm upset or something like that, then I'm just a half an inch off in my swing, right? Which is the difference to hook, slice, or, or hitting a nice shot, and that I've got to get that swing straight. Is that what you're kind of talking to here as well? Yeah, you're... you're- looking at the outside going, okay, there's something within me that needs to change. And nothing else, you, you can't get that straight shot until you pivot in the right direction and look within and go, go the right way. So absolutely. It's, it's saying, saying the same thing in golf terms, which I love to. <laughs> there you go. So as, as you work with leaders uh, and executives, um, what, what are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing in, in today's workplace? So for me, for me, the biggest thing that, that I'm seeing are, number one, uh, leaders, CEOs, executives, whatever, they're not looking at the whole person, as a person, as a holistic being. They're like, you come in and you do your job and you get out. A lot of times they don't want them to leave. They want them to, to work, work, work themselves to death. And I'll tell you more stories about that later. But um, so they're not letting, you know, we're, we're mind, body, spirits. We're these, these three-part plus more, actually, beings that I'll talk about too later. But we're ignoring their, we're, we want their physical body at work, but we're ignoring their spirit. We're ignoring business leaders are ignoring that spiritual part. And that's where, if you really look at the top leaders of this world, uh, Mark, Mark, I'm going to say Mark Zuckerberg. know, skyrocketed Steve Jobs with Apple. They all had a spiritual person uh, that guided them, whether it be for a long term or short term. They were able to excel in how they were and also in excel for their teams, help their teams excel because they sought outside help in a spiritual advisor. And I'll, I'll leave the Steve Jobs comment alone, but and it's more <laughs> a comedy routine. I heard it. I don't know if you've heard, heard, no, heard Bill no, Burr. <laughs> if you've ever heard Bill Burr talk about him, it, it, I just saw this the other day and it cracked me up. And he was like, Steve didn't create anything. He just drove everybody else to create it. And then he's the only one standing up there by himself. It, but it's, it's true. Funny. It was very tongue in cheek, but very, it's very funny. Yeah. 
But yeah. the, so the spirituality side, um, how, how does that affect both personal and professional lives? Like what, what, what advantages can we get from really diving into some of these things that you talk about? Right. So let's, let's think about that. If we leave, if we forget about our spirit, which the majority of the world has, we ignore that we're actually spiritual beings, that we're that first and foremost before we're even a physical body. We ignore that. Uh, what happens is a lot of times we end up not taking care of ourselves in the proper way. So we ignore our connection with ourselves. Then we start ignoring our connection with other people, let alone our connection with, with God. And then we have the struggles in our relationships. Again, we're ignoring, we're ignoring that. We don't know, we don't know how to connect at a deep level. All we know is the surface stuff. And then, you know, our health takes nosedives because, and, and yes, these are all spiritual reasons. Uh, teams can't, our teams can't move up because people are exhausted. They're exhausted from working all the time. They come home. They've got families to take people who are, you know, we, 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 we live in this such a stressful world. It's so chaotic. And if we don't have, if we can't take that five minutes, 10 minutes a day to ourselves to reconnect to ourselves and to our spirit, to our spiritual self, we lose ourselves. We lose who we are. We lose our relationships. We don't know how to show up. We don't know how to show up. We don't know how we're exhausted. And it just, it's just this rabbit hole of on and on and on. And you talk about work-life balance and and that's why many of us are becoming our own, our own bosses, our own CEOs and entrepreneurs, because we're tired. We're tired of the corporate circle in pushing us to work, 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 do, do, do all the time. And that is not what we are here on earth to do. <laughs> so. Yeah. In fact, I, I met with a friend yesterday and, and he gave me a term that I'd never heard before, but he said PID He goes, their PID quotient is out of control. And I was like, what is that? He goes, well, that's when you progressively become institutionally dumb. And you, <laughs> right? just, you basically are conforming to a corporate life and forgetting what it's like. And yeah. so therefore, your decisions that you're making, how you're pushing people, all those different things, you've been institutionalized. You don't recognize, right? You see, the term that kills me is you see, see people as resources. Yes. Right? That, that yeah. one, and we even call it human resources. Yep. It's, it's not, no, they're people. They're, they're people, people first and always People. Yeah, people first. Yeah. Yeah. And so we created this show right for the work life balance. I can't do that. Siri wants to step in. But we created uh, this show specifically to tackle work life balance issues, to remember and to remind executives that when you when you come up with an arbitrary date, there's no reason why. You're literally making people choose whether or not to go to their son or daughter's, you know, soccer game or birthday party, or just, again, go to the cats. Exactly. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing that, but they forget that part. They forget that part. And the more you, the more the corporations drive down their employees, the, yes, they're, they actually, the less productive they get, you know, they don't understand that they need time to work out. They need time to connect with themselves and their family and, and on and on. I just hear stories over and over about, you know, people going to their bosses and saying, Hey, I, I need a break. And we don't, we don't have time. You know, there's no time. You got You got to be here. We need you. Yeah. You know, they would replace you in five minutes in, in nowadays. It didn't used to be yeah. like that, but it is now. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're a number, right? You're, a you're, number, you're an employee right? number. Yeah. So 
what I really want to be able to do is get into why this topic is so important to you, but we're, we're right up against a break. So we're going to go ahead and take that break right here. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality so you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience so be the one who wins app after app day after day with agile management from CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. See, that lead-in music always gets me going. And, and of course, I've told the story behind it uh, several times. It's a, it's a group that uh, I, I help produce and manage uh, called The Party. And so the big announcement that came out with them uh, is that, um, that one of the party members, Jason Hampton, and I are the official executive producers of the Mickey Mouse Club reunion, uh, which is going to happen in May now in Orlando. So you can go to uh, MMC Reunion. Uh, uh, dot com, I believe is the is the web address and find out all the details there. We'd love to see you guys in Orlando. Back to Lara J. Um, so Lara, right before break, we started to tease this this story in. But you know, why is this the the whole intuitive executive coaching and, and the spirituality side of it? Why is this so important to you? Yeah, I wish I could say that um, 
it was it was easy an easy reason just to oh something fun to do but um i come i come from a really long line of entrepreneurs great grandfather uh, my grandfather my dad brothers myself all of us very successful in the worldly view but what i learned was you're only a success when you're working or when you're making money and it was definitely about working 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 no time to rest no time to just be it was all about do 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 and then the second thing I learned growing up was scotch on the rocks with a twist. So um, alcohol. Alcohol was the main food group in my house. Peace at all costs, walk around, pins and needles. And I learned that when you're stressed, what you do is you numb yourself. And isn't that what we do here in the world? When you're stressed, you know, you, you numb yourself. So fast forward 25 years, um, I was living the picture-perfect life with my husband and two great kids, successful marketing company because I worked all the time. Um, Fabulous vacations, beautiful home, pillar of the community, and more. But on the inside, I was literally dying. Organs were shutting down. I was very sick. I was struggling with a very, very deep depression. Major health crisis. Um, end of my 25-year marriage. Um, hated myself. Became an, becoming an empty nester. So saying goodbye to my kiddos. Um, I was just exhausted. And even as a pillar of the community, and CEO, I couldn't find help anywhere. And I struggled and struggled to navigate these. And I just was seeking and searching. And long story short with that, you know, I finally had to create the person that I wanted, but easier said than done, of course, you know, it took a while. And while I was going through that, um, I have such a deep desire to see corporations, all sizes, treat their team members fairly. So Part of it is, was my, obviously was my fault, was, was my husband and I's fault and work, work, work all the time. And I know I was not sleeping at night and because I were, I put work first. I put it even before my kids. There were a couple nights I forgot to make dinner because it, I had to get work done. You know, that, that pressure that, that we put on ourselves and I see corporations um, doing this and not allowing room for their, their employees, their team members to grow and not, and certainly not encouraging them to lead a holistic life, you know, that encompasses all areas of their life. They're just worried about their bottom line. And so besides my husband and I both work, 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 and then we lost, you know, you we lost our health or I did lost my health. I lost my family. You know, you lose all that stuff as you do that. But I also, um, a couple years too down the road, then uh, had to fly across the country and get my 20, I think he was 22 at the time, my son out of the hospital from having a seizure at his corporation in Miami. Uh, he worked, he's a video game programmer in Miami and they were having him work seven days a week. And they did this about two months in a row to release a game. Now we're talking a video game here. This is not, you know, life or death, but that's the stress. And the boss called me, his boss called me and he said, um, you know, take as much time as you need, but nothing's going to change here. So I spent 10 days with a catatonic son over um, having to work all the time. And that gets you thinking, okay, things need to change. This is not, this is not right for our kids. It's one thing when it was happening to me, but when, it, when you do it to my kids, don't mess with me, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so that was really what, what, catapulted me into going after seeing my, you know, I, I saw it all in me, but finally seeing it go through my son, I was like, this is not okay. And this is about work-life balance and taking care of ourselves. And companies just don't, 
they're trying and sometimes they sugarcoat it a little and they have all the fun stuff there, but then still don't give them time to do it, you know? So, but part of it's our responsibility. We actually, it is our, all of our responsibility in standing up and asking for it. Yeah. And it, so we, we have very similar stories. Um, I was lucky enough to pull out of the depression before it got to that point, but it was at that point, all right. Losing yeah. the house, losing the family. Yeah. Um, and, and, so it's funny because I speak a lot on executives. You're doing the same, but we were executives. I am an executive. I'm a we CEO are. of my organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's always amazing to me that it takes something like that for us yeah. to wake up, right? I wrote a book called No Day But Today, trying to get people to think about why do we have to wait for the diagnosis? Why do we have right. to wait for the, the car accident in order for our for us to start living the lives that, that we really want to live. Exactly. And I challenge project managers um, because I feel like project managers have a lot more say than they allow. And I, I come from a project management background, but the you know, first question I get when I get a project is why this date? Like who came up with this date? Right. What if this date's not possible? Who's going to die? The pressure, the pressure. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and so, so it's really amazing to me to, to hear that. What were some of the steps that you took, to start to kind of pull out, like what was one yeah, of the I know, first? I jumped, I jumped from one thing to another, didn't I? So yeah, um, I started writing. I was I was completely pretty much bedridden on uh, most days. I was that I was that sick, and I didn't know what was wrong. I ended up finding out later I had an autoimmune autoimmune disease, but it wasn't until a couple of years later. So um, and, and uh, along with depression. So while I was while I was bedridden, and I would crawl from the bed to the couch just to say I got up for the day. And to that was my being productive. I, at that point, I had to sell my marketing company. And I really couldn't do anything but sit there and stare out the window. And so I started, I did a couple things. Number one, I started writing as a way to heal. I had to get, when we're stressed, we have all of these stuck emotions in our body. And we don't know it. We know, we know I knew parts were, I knew organs were shutting down. I wasn't feeling good. But I, I wasn't paying any attention, and but this forced me. And that's what, you know, like it's the pain that forces us to stop and go, oh, I probably should do things a little different. So I started to, um, I started to write as a way to heal. And that was my first book that came out. And it took me a year to write it because I was learning while I was, while I was writing it, my steps. And those will be the steps actually in the book that I'll share later that um, for all of us to use to, to really tap into um, to our health and to who, who we are as a holistic being. But the second thing I did was try to find something inside of my body. I started to meditate, meditate and prayer. For me, prayer is when we're doing all the talking and meditation is when I finally shut up and can hear what God's trying to say to me. And that's the intuitive part. So before it was, I would pray, 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 but it was always me talking, talking, talking. And now it's okay. Now I can learn to be quiet and actually listen to what God's trying to say to me. And I would sit there for days, hours, weeks, and try to, and, and try to hear what he, he wanted to say. And then I would, I would write it out. And that, that ended up being, being the books, but I would basically, you know, we all have, um, we all have a soul, obviously. And I would ask myself, you know, what is, is there anything in my body that even wants to be here anymore? I would, you know, you, when you're depressed, you're depressed. Mm-hmm. You, you can't reach out. And, and we think, well, why didn't they just reach out? They, we can't. We can't. We can't. When you're that depressed, you just shut, you shut down. But I knew 
it was like, why am I even here? I'm so miserable. Like, and I'm making everyone else miserable. But I would, I would just kind of sit there quietly and meditate and ask myself, okay, is there anything in my inside of my body that wants to be here? And I would see, uh, I'm very visual, and I would, I would see like this little tiny flicker. Um, it, for me, it was in my stomach area. So it was like a, a flicker of hope, or um, I almost called it my book, first book, The Spark of Hope, but it was trademarked, so I couldn't. But um, <laughs> I couldn't do that. So anyway, uh, it, was, it was really, literally was my spark of hope. It was a little tiny flicker. And as I focused on it, it would expand. And as we know, what we focus on, what expands. So I would focus on it and I'm like, wow, so there is something here that wants to be alive. Okay. So I would focus on it and um, it, it grew and, it, and I got stronger and stronger every single day. And the other thing that happened when I got quiet is mind chatter, right? Yeah. Well, here comes all the mind chatter. And it, I could hear all the horrible things I was telling myself. No wonder I was so miserable because of these crazy things I was telling myself. And then I, I realized, hey, if I can tell myself all these horrible things, how about if I switch it? You know, we have scientific studies, you know, change it, change what you, you know, like the radio station. So I would turn the channel. I would start saying more positive things. I would write out affirmations, which sometimes worked, sometimes didn't, but they did work when I would actually feel them in my body. And that was the, the part of it that makes it, that makes affirmations really stick. And so when I started getting still, you know, listening to that mind chatter and meditating, praying, of course, and uh, just really opening up to that, it, it was a whole new world for me. Yeah, Shirzar Charmaine wrote a beautiful book called Positive Intelligence, talking about your mind chatter and the judge, right? And, yes. and how quickly, like the first person I'll tell you, you can't do something is you. Right. We're the only ones right. who limit ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you also reminded me of a, another saying where people talk about where the intuition is coming from. And again, you can call it your source or whatever, but that's where the guy's saying, please, God, help me find a parking spot. Please go. No, no, no worry. I found one. Thanks. Right. Yes. It's like, it's like yes. wait a minute. Wait right? a minute. You got to pay attention to where the information's yes. coming from. Absolutely. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, first of all, we'd like to thank you for being very uh, vulnerable and raw yeah. with the story. I think that that helps. Yeah. Certainly, you know, the listeners um, understand that, doesn't matter what phase of life you are. People attach so much to if I have the house, if I have the job, yeah. if I have the family, if I am a pillar of the community, then I'll be happy. Then I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It just it, it increases the complexity of happiness, I think, is what it does. The higher it really does, Rick. Yeah. And, and that's partly what I talk about is, you know, uh, on my website, you'll, you'll see over and over, you know, we, we've got it all, but we're still not happy. Because we have that, I call it spiritual bankruptcy. We're, yeah. we, have, we could have money in the bank, but we're spiritually bankrupt. And, and I, in fact, it's, again, some, I teach my kids debits and credits, man. You, you've got a big relationship like, bank with me, right? Yeah. But if you're just always withdrawing at some point, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? It, it's going to bankrupt. So I think this is a good place. What I'd like to do when we come back, though, is start to get into what it is that you tell executives. How yeah. have you taken that experience of your life yeah. And flip that to start to to become a servant leader and and, and help others overcome what you what you've gone through. So we're going to do that when we come back from the break. We'll be right back with Larry J. You're listening to Rick Morris on the Work Life Balance. <laughs> 
Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back for the third segment of the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. We're very thankful that you guys are listening along uh, live out there. Uh, of course, we've got our Zoom chat up. So uh, if you, if you want to see us as we talk, you can certainly do that. The video of this will be posted uh, on YouTube by tomorrow. And of course, the podcast is available on iTunes, or Android, all the wonderful places everywhere. Just search the Work-Life Balance. You can even tell Alexa to play the latest version of the Work-Life Balance, and she'll do so. Uh, so coming back with Laura J. Uh, so Laura, you know, again, I, I can't thank you enough for being so vulnerable with the story um, because I think that really, you know, we were even just talking on the break um, that I really think that it benefits people even if they're at, at this point now. So how did you take all of that and everything that was going on and you started to make that switch? Um, how do you help executives and other people now um, knowing what you know? Yeah, so several different ways. Um, one is I start with meeting with them one-on-one. -on -one, and that is when the work that we do one-on-one -on -one helps them reconnect 
uh, to themselves. And what I keep, what I kept seeing with executives is that their hearts were broken. I was like, God, what is that about? Their, you know, are they, are they, ups, their heart broken over love? You know, I don't understand. And it's not, it's not that kind of. Their heart is broken in that they're not tapping into their heart. The exact, a lot of the people that I help, that we're all a lot of, especially the men are in their head. And, and I don't work with just women. I actually work with actually more men than I do women. Um, and, and we do a lot of, many of us just stay in our heads. And my, my goal isn't just to say you have to, you know, lead from the heart. It's marry all of it because uh, it, it's all, we're all, it's all important. We need to pay, you know, intellectually bring, bring to the table along with the heart, just like, you know, like you mentioned human resources, you know, they're people. So, you know, that's, that's the difference. It's having, putting the heart in there. So, um, so when I, when I work with, work with the executives one-on-one, um, that's where we start. And we start with, uh, and, and actually I do a lot of, um, a lot of energy work and healing and intuitive. So, so we start with going, okay, where are you stuck? You know, what's really, what's really going on or where, or maybe maybe there isn't a problem and you're making one up, which which does happen sometimes, because many of us are such perfectionists in in these leadership roles. There there really could be nothing wrong. We're the only one stopping us. You know the belief that there's something wrong. <laughs> so so we got to look at that. Um, and so I start with that, and and we kind of we go from there. They a lot of times want to bring me in to the company, bring me into the company into to meetings if I intuitively need to. Uh, if they need help with an employee, uh, I almost I act almost as a counselor in some ways, although that's not what my my degree is. But it's about learning once they can learn to tap into it themselves. You know, my my goal is to be done with them as fast as possible, which isn't a great business model, but it is important because they need to learn to do this on themselves. They can't. I can't always. I am their secret weapon, but I'm not their crutch. You know, they can do this themselves. B, I want to open up their intuitiveness and teach them how to, to lead with their heart and their head to marry all of it and, and move forward with it. So, you know, the bottom line is for them to follow their own GPS. And so I teach them how to do that and especially help them for the people, a lot of them are in pain. Sometimes they're in emotional pain and it may or may not come out yet as physical and I can help, I help them with all of that. So we start, we start there and then go, go from there. So do you have a methodology that you follow or are you relying on your own intuition? <laughs> That's a, yeah, and, that yeah, I kind of start, I, I listen to what each person, you know, is so different. Um, so, you know, sometimes I'm working with people who are, are alcoholic and the alcohol, there's, there's some, that is controlling their life. So they can't really move forward until we get that out of their life. Or maybe they're recovering alcoholic or there's something that, but they still, you know, they still resonate with it. So that has to, we have to, we have to work through whatever. And that's where um, working with a coach is you take where you're at right here and go, okay, I want to go over here. How do I get there? You know, you know that, how, how do we get to, to point? To point B, you know, what's the bridge to get there? And so I work with them that way and, and intuitively. But I, I look at it um, in all the different ways. I look at all the different their energy, all their different energy centers. Where are they blocked? Where are they stuck? Where are they at with their relationships, their health, 
So all of these different ways um, that, that I teach are, number one is being still. Like, I can't do this work for them. I can teach it to them, but we all, like, right, you know, we all have to do this work eventually for ourselves, right? Yeah. And um, so my number one is, it, step is always to be still. They ha- we have to slow down, right? Did you have, when you were going through your depression, did you, you had to take a lot more time for yourself, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That had to be number one, especially, and, and of course, too, you needed the time to write your book. But so my number one thing is always to, to take five, start with five minutes a day to pray and meditate. If you're not taking that time now, start there. And then we have to go, we got to go into the, the med- meditation and mind chatter and mindfulness. And because when we get quiet, then here comes all the mind chatter, right? Here comes all the mind chatter and you shouldn't be doing that and all of that. Uh, so then... Thirdly, then meditation and mindfulness. Now, a lot of people use those words interchangeably. For me, meditation is a form of mindfulness. Mindfulness to me is bringing in your five in your five senses. So, while we are uh, all of, while you're sitting while we're sitting here, we are you know connected in all almost almost all the ways. Except I I can see you. I can't smell you, but I can see you. You know, we need to bring it. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. So the it's power it's, of the internet. The power of the internet. Yeah, it's about bringing in that. So then, um, so being still, uh, looking at the mind in all those different ways, and then of course our um, physical body. I work with them on, you know, sometimes it's nutrition, and sometimes it's nutrition. Sometimes it's uh, whatever it is with their physical body. Maybe it's um, a lot of the women executives. We're, we're still all trying to, to do it all. We're still trying to have these perfect dinners on the table at six o'clock and, you know, for our families. And because we do, we want to do it all. And it's just not happening. So, okay, well, how can we, you know, take that pressure off ourselves, you know, and still feed ourselves nutritionally the way, get our, what is it that we need uh, physically? Uh, for our body, so not just um, not just our own physical body, but also our physical space. Like, what's your space look like? Don't you notice a difference, Rick, versus a cl- when you're in a cluttered room versus not? Like, do you yeah. have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always cluttered for me, but sure. No. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So at least you admit it, right? That's the first step. It's, it's organized chaos. I, I know where that. everything is. Just nobody else does. That's all that matters. So, so for our, <laughs> you're funny. So for our physical physicality part, we have to look at the all of all of the our spaces. Uh, are they? Do you feel good when you walk in a room? Have you ever felt walked in a room and just went, <gasps> yeah, like it just yeah. it, it just kind of like choked you, and I I don't want to be here. Uh, maybe it's a party, or maybe it you know. So all of these things, uh, you know, being still, mind, body. And then, of course, the spiritual route, taking looking at the the different um, spiritual points uh, of their in con- reconnecting themselves. And sometimes it's about letting go of our past religious experiences, maybe things that have been hard on us, that kind of thing. And then a couple of areas that um, a lot of times we don't especially talk about as leaders are emotions, especially emotions and energy. So those are my my main things that I teach to to every single person that I work with about to take care of themselves in a holistic way. The person 
and I guess it gets frustrating for a lot of people, but the person has got to be ready to go there. They do. Like, do you do you help bridge that that gap? I do, and and sometimes that's just a uh, they're only ready for one or two sessions. And then it, I, I may not see him for a couple more months until, okay, maybe it's more pain that's come in or, and, and sometimes it takes that relationship to crash, unfortunately, or the health, some, some kind of health issue, to, something to get their attention to go, things are just not how I want them. And I think part of it is we have to remember that, again, as I've mentioned, that we're responsible. We are responsible for our lives and how we show up and what shows up. And until we, you know, stop feeling sorry for ourselves and go, okay, what, what can I think differently? What can I believe differently? What can I, how can I show up differently and then get the help that we need? And, and, and we have to humble ourselves. The, you know, we have to humble ourselves to get that help. And that's, that's the hardest, that's a hard part. You know, my transition over time, um, it, 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 it hit me like a brick wall. It, it was several years ago, but I'm somewhat of a pack rat. I kind of keep everything that, that I had. And I remember one of my first professional jobs, I just kept getting passed over for promotion. Yeah. Um, had no idea why at the time. Um, I found some of those emails that I had written back then, and I wouldn't let anybody work for me or around me who put in the email what I was doing. Like, like I, I, it was so apparently clear to me wow. why I was getting passed over for promotions. Um, and, and what's interesting is, is once that awareness starts to happen, you start to become more aware in, in all aspects, all phases of your life. Um, it's not just the spiritual awakening or, or just a health awakening. It, it, it is an awakening in general. Um, we got about two minutes before break, but, but what what are those breakthroughs that you're looking for in, in people where you kind of look at them and go, you're, you're ready for this. You're ready. Yeah. To yeah. When, yes. I love that. But first let me cut, but we might have to talk about that when we come back for break. Cause I really want to, I want to expand more on that word awareness that you use. Perfect. That, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. The awareness and, and it starts with being still right. Until we get quiet, our soul screaming at us all the time. And until we get quiet, can we start noticing or becoming aware of our thoughts, of all the things, of all the things that we're projecting onto other people, uh, you know, and how we're showing up in the world or, or what's showing up in the world for us? You know, it all, you're right. It all starts with that awareness and noticing. And sometimes just that fixes it. Not always and usually not, but a lot of times it does for the, for the simpler things. So it's very important. I couldn't agree more. So we're going to have one more segment with Lara when we come back, uh, but we're going to go ahead and take our final break here. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies, a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback 
build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CA PPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged all while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA project and portfolio management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you are tuned in to the work-life balance to reach rick morris or his guest today we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com now back to the work-life balance and we are back for our final segment of the work-life balance on this friday afternoon uh, we've been meeting with larry J. and so larry Really quickly, is there is there anything else that you kind of wish you would cover that we didn't have an opportunity to do so so far? <laughs> Let's see. Well, I I I want to say that this work, Rick, what you're doing is so important in in getting out to the world and for your listeners. And thank you for for letting me be a part of it. But the it's so important that like as we ended talking about noticing and being aware and just really taking that time for ourselves. And I think that we and especially in America, don't take the time for ourselves to take care of ourselves in all of these different ways, because it is work, work, that four letter word, you know, we put first, we put it before our families, we put it before, we put it before our kids' baseball games and things like that. And I, I just want to say that we need to take some, take some time and regroup as individuals and take the responsibility back into our hands and, and tell the corporations that this is not okay. Like I'm a person, we only have so much energy in our bodies uh, in every single day in order to give. And I'm going to give you all I can, but I also need to take care of myself in these other ways. And we're more productive. We can keep our families and our relationships then and, and not be so bankrupt in so many, in so many areas, you know, 
I love that you said that. It, it, it was a, a big thing for me. In, in I'll tell a really quick story, but you know, I was a consultant with Xerox and GE. I was given this assignment. We had this big trip planned as a family, and of course, the the go live date was right in the middle of that vacation. Oh, you can't go! You can't yeah, go! So we moved the vacation. Of course, the project slides right back into it. Uh, you got to move it. And I was like, man, if I had just kept the original dates, then we would have been fine. We could have done the vacation. I'd have been back. And so I've just learned to say no. And exactly. People are, well, I, I really need you. I, I can appreciate that. I'm not available until Wednesday. I just, it is what it is. And uh, it's amazingly freeing when it you is. can really believe in that. And the world doesn't stop, right? Nobody died. Nobody, Nobody died. died when we missed that go live date. No big deal. <laughs> right? So how do people get in touch with you? Oh, yeah, they can find me uh, my website, uh, larajay.com. It's L-A-R-A-J-A-Y-E.com. Would love to hear from them. And they can download the, uh, the my Don't Limit You ebook. And it's amazing. I yep. And you, well, you supplied that to mm-hmm. me. We read that uh, as part yeah. of the, the research. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, i be honest and forthcoming. I forwarded it to a couple of friends. Awesome. Um, Thank you. But, uh, Finally, too, uh, one of the questions that we ask all of our guests is, uh, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? That's a great question. So I have, um, as a coach, I also have coaches who have helped me see my, see my limits and uh, break through barriers. Um, I have one, I, and what I want to say are two sentences that two different coaches have told me, and I put them together, and I, and I use them and, uh, almost every morning. And one of them is to wake up and say, I love my life whether you can barely get out of bed, whether your body's in pain, whatever, still say, I love my life. And the second sentence is say, I wonder how much better my life can get. So by saying those two things, I love my life, and I wonder how much better my life can get, God's going to show up and go, well, let me show you. Let me show you how much better it can get. And of course you love your life. Look how much better it can get. It's kind of the, uh, the theory, you know, when you get a new car and it's a certain color and all of a sudden that's all you see. So we're, it's this, it's this scientific theory, whatever it is, I don't even know. <laughs> but it's, well, that was the basis yeah. of the secret. There's a exactly. attraction. There's, mm-hmm. there's several things that say the same thing, but it, it's yeah. true, right? It you is never true. see, never see that car or that color until you decide you want it. <laughs> right. So remember, I love my life and I wonder how much better it can get. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick anecdote from, from John on that. John, um, when he was doing his seminars at his church, he, what or not his sermons, not seminars, um, mixing things though. What he would do is like once a quarter, go ahead and announce all the titles, but he hadn't written them yet. And then he would have folders for each one. And as he read and as he did his kind of daily routine, he would find things that fit yep. the announcement of the, the sermon. And when it was time to write, he could open up a folder. There'd be eight, 12 quotes in there and off you That's go. a perfect example. He made the container. So I'm, we're making the container and then it, God shows up. All right, you want you're ready for it. Let's fill it in. <laughs> and there's something you glanced over that that I want to come back to that I think is so important because it, it's one of the questions I ask anybody I I really am interested in when I hear they're a coach um, is who coaches you <laughs> and um, right and and, and you, you find those they were like well, I mean I'm coaching you I don't need a coach and I'm like yeah this isn't this yeah, isn't going to work out yeah so I love fact um, that, that you referenced that because I had mm-hmm. such a negative perception and I know like I'm in, in the 90 percentile yes. uh, of that when you hear 
uh, you know, I'm going to hire a coach or you need to talk to a coach, right? Immediately, you're like, what's a, what's a coach going to teach me? Yeah, what's right? a coach going to teach me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> right, and that's the biggest misperception is coaches and teaching you anything is helping you find the answers within yourself, right? Exactly. It's, it's so mm-hmm. important. Um, yeah. But I think it's incredibly important that we experience that for ourselves as people who, who label ourselves as coaches um, to make Absolutely. sure that we so uh, for yeah. those people that are interested in coaching, there's tons of great ones out there. Please reach out to Lara, but also ask that question. If you bump into somebody and they want to pour into your lives, right? The first question is who's coaching you? Who's coaching um, you? I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. So Lara, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Yeah, thanks, we Rick. Awesome. Really appreciate you sharing. And please visit her website. Again, it's L-A-R-A-J-A-Y-E.com. Uh, and go get that free book. Again, I've read it. It's fantastic. Um, coming up on the show next week, um, uh, next week I'll be doing a show solo. Um, so whatever's in my heart is what's going to pour out. Uh, but you guys are, are well used to that. But we'll be doing that from um, the Keystone chapter in Pennsylvania PMI as I'm speaking at their event uh, on Friday and Saturday next week. Uh, the week following that, we're going to be at Leaderships with John Maxwell. So we'll see if we can't pull off a live show uh, with some of the people that are going to be there with us. Um, and the week following uh, is open at the moment. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But um, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys listening. Please reach out to me at, at Rick A. Morris on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Uh, email is rick at rickamorris.com or rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com. And until next week, we hope that you pursue that work-life balance that you desire. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. 